This weekend, we are going to highlight two of our community initiatives, that is Blessed Ministry and Live Community Center. And I will focus on Live Community Center as Pastor Jeffrey Chua will be sharing on Blessed Ministry in the other two services. Now, both initiatives are SIBK's assignment by God to reach out to different people group in our community. Now, although many activities have stopped, one thing for sure, community work will never stop. Why? Because God's heart is always for the poor and the needy. In fact, we are stepping up to cover more needs in these challenging times. Now, when you hear the word community, what comes to your mind? Just type in the chat group. Now, as for me, what comes to my mind is it's our neighborhood, a space that we can connect with each other, you know, sharing a common interest to help one each other, or a support group that makes me feel accepted. So with, with that in mind, when SIBKL started our second church located in San Remar's Commercial Center, we have our hearts to connect with our community there. So to have an easy connection with them, at end of 2017, we started Live Community Center in a two-story building just opposite our church where folks of all generations can come in you know, and join the activities that's catered for them. Now, we are so happy that after three years, we have you know, gained their, their trust. We have fostered a very strong friendship. And more than that, you know, more, about 200 of them look forward to our activities every week. Now, what do we do with the community? Now, during this pandemic situation, although there are you know, no physical activities, we are meeting via Zoom on our programs like sit-down exercise, praise dance, harmonica lessons, or ukulele class, and jamming. You know, jamming is fun. It is time where the folks will share their experiences on what they have learned in the classes, or they will sing and they will enjoy a time of fellowship. Who are these communities that we are working with? You know, they are the communities at uh, Kampung Chempaka, uh, Kayu Ara, Prima Selayang. And, uh, you know, I'm going to show you a chart here where we provide food aids you know, to the migrant families and also to the local uh, families. You know, we work very closely with ground representatives of each community. We get their data from registration. So we check, we verify applicants before delivering the food pack. Now with this targeted system, we minimize duplication supplies and assure each family has a sustainable food supply on their table daily. Now, these are the numbers that we are supporting food aids from June to September and covering uh, 300 families in Chempaka, 40 families in Kayu Ara, and about 120 families in Prima Selayang. You can see from the photos where the registered recipi uh, recipients queuing up to uh, pick up the food aids and uh, we also provide uh, packed food, one meal a day, to the elderly and handicapped who can't cook. Now, on ad hoc basis, we delivered some food aids to families uh, in Kampong Baru, Sepang when we receive an urgent call. 
And we also have uh, young children and orphanages and uh, old folks in our mind by providing them with milk. Now this week, we are supporting two meals a day to about 60 residents at uh, Lemba Subang 2 who are under house quarantine. Another project with uh, Abundance Farm, praise God for their partnership, you know, for the charges at cost to supply 700 fresh chickens to two communities at Kampung Chempaka and also Kayu Ara. Now the folks were so happy and commended that uh, the chicken you know, provided is so fresh and uh, you know, it's not stocks that are about to expire. We have Kickstation, it's a Sunday school uh, in a program to connect with the community, children from Selayang, Sri Petaling and Kampung Chempaka and every Saturday and fortnightly on Sunday. Food aid to Prima Selayang, we thank God for the assistance of our kids, station kids that, that are attending this program. Now why are we doing all this to the community? It is because of God's heart to love the people through His church. Now we want to thank all volunteers for your passion, for your love for God that's expressed in serving people. Praise God, many lives have been impacted and influenced to know Christ by our love. This is exactly what Jesus says. By this, all men shall know you are my disciples if you love one another. So thank you for your contribution both in kind and in this and also thanks to Tan Sri Chan and Pan Sri Chan for providing the premise to serve in this community centre. You know, we still need volunteers, so if you have a heart for community work, please contact Vincent or Nancy. Now before I share you with more updates of the community work, I want to share a message that is relevant to this community weekend. Now let us turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. It's a very well-known passage that many of us knew or heard the story before. Come, come with, and let's read this passage of scripture with me. Turn up, you know, uh, just uh, get your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37, and let us read together, shall we? In verse 25, it says, On one occasion, and the spirit in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he fell into the hands of robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. 
Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took him and took care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look, after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful, God, for this morning that we can hear your word. I pray that you anoint my lips and let your word of God go forward and you know, that we may be able to open our hearts, open our eyes to receive your word, understand it, that we can apply and you know, not just be hearers of your word, but be doers of your word. We submit this Rema word to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So context of the message. And the spirit in law came to Jesus, hoping to trick Jesus with the laws of Moses. That Jesus might say something offensive him now in order to nail him for legal action. He asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus throws back the question to him, what does the law say? Now the law expert gave the answer by quoting the Old Testament, the Moses law in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And, in, and also in Leviticus chapter 19, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus agrees with this answer and said, this is correct, go and do it. Now this is no easy task to obey. So the law expert wants to justify himself and continue to ask, who is my neighbor? Now instead of rebuking the, this crafty law expert, Jesus went to great lengths to explain, to answer the question, who is my neighbor? by sharing the story of the Good Samaritan. Now this morning, I want you to consider this message. Who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor that I can love as myself? Now a common understanding of a neighbor is someone who lives next door, or a person that's referred to you, or people around you in your community. Biblical understanding of a neighbor is not always someone next door. He could be a stranger. You may not even know him. He could be someone you have never met before who needs your help and kindness. So when you meet the needs of the stranger, that is the true love for your neighbor. In December 1938, a young British stockbroker visited a friend in Prague who was helping refugees to escape from the Nazis. That visit changed his life and the lives of many. Winston went on to save 669 children, mostly Jewish children, by arranging their safe passage to England. Winston paid their train tickets, forged travel documents, and arranged foster families in England. 50 years later, a popular BBC TV program called That's Live invited Winston to the studio. He was seated with the audience when he didn't 
We don't know any one of them or recognize them. But when the TV presenter asks, is there anyone in the audience tonight owe their life to Nicholas Winston? If so, could you stand up please? You know what? The whole studio audience stood up and applauded the man who saved their life. Winston was just an ordinary man and a quiet man. Yet, he was so amazing for he was a good neighbor to 669 lives. Now back to the Lord Spurs question, who is my neighbor that I can love as myself? Now Jesus said that he has correctly quoted the greatest commandment from Moses' law and asked him to go to do it. Now these two laws are combo pack, like a glove in hand that works together. If you want to love your neighbor as yourself, you must love God with all your heart, soul, strength and mind. Now, if you do not love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, you can't love your neighbor. Love starts from God and comes from God. Now, the reason why SIBKL is so passionate about community works is because this is God's love for the neighbors around the church. That is the community God wants His church to love as our neighbors. So to love our neighbors, we can draw out three simple yet significant attitudes that we can learn from this passage of the story. Number one, we need compassion. We need care and concern. And the third attitude, we need commitment. In verse 30 and 32, we saw that the Levite and the priests, they are honorary people and men of faith. Now, these men know the word, preach the word, and teach the word of God. Yet, when the crucial moment to apply what they knew, what they preached, and what they have taught, they avoided the problem. They avoided the victim who was badly injured by robbers who was in need of the help. They did not stop to check or ask, how, what is happening? There was no compassion. They were just heartless. Now, they may have this, their own reason for whatever reasons that the Levite and the priest may have to be in this indifferent attitude. Let us take their example. Now, trying to look for loopholes to justify us to do the right thing when a real need surfaces. Now, Jesus is our best role model. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 and 14, when Jesus heard about the death of John the Baptist, that is his cousin, that he was beheaded, he withdrew privately to a solitary place to grieve. But when he saw a large crowd, the Bible says, he had compassion on them and he met the needs of the crowd. Now today, Jesus is still manifesting his compassion. How? That is through you and I. In the same way, he has called us to have compassion for others that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Now there is a couple in uh, our community uh, center. 
there are volunteers in our programs and uh, they shared about the uh, about this cleaning maid that they usually engage to clean up the house every fortnight. But due to this uh, FMCO, they have to stop her service. The maid called them up and pleaded to allow her to come over to work because she needed the money to feed her family. This couple had compassion for her and asked her to come over to collect the full wage of the cleaning service without having to work. Now that is truly an act of compassion to love their neighbor. Now how can you and I show compassion to our neighbors? Now during this pandemic, it has caused economic stress to many lives. Recently, you know, there's a white flag movement. He had woke up our tolerant society to take notice of the impact that has affected many lives regardless of their status, their faith, or their race, they are in dire need for help. The white flag race is a sign of surrender saying, I give up. I cannot manage my family needs. I need help. You know, there was one family who raised up a white flag and our team responded and, and we delivered the food uh, uh, to her family. So our help just didn't stop there by just providing the family needs. And uh, we connected the whole family to a Tamil church pastor so that uh, you know, the, the pastor can follow up and guide them. Now, food aid is a very common item donated by NGOs or individuals. But there are other needs like uh, milk and cereal for children, hygiene care products for ladies, you know, replenish gas tank. You know, some don't have the means to pay even for the gas. How do they cook without gas? You know, assistance to get packed food for old folks and handicapped who could not cook. Now, needs are everywhere. Will we take notice and lend a helping hand to provide care in whatever way we can to a neighbor? Now, if finance is a concern, how about volunteering your service? Now, Life Community Centre and Blast Community Projects are just one part of what SIBKL is doing. On top and above all, we, you know, in what we are already doing with the COVID fund, the church is expanding to other areas under this overarching charge called SIBKL Community Aid Program. Now, under financial aid for SIBKL's uh, COVID fund, we finance about seven areas of need. You know, one of the needs is the medical aid, and recently we supplied 50 Ripple mattresses to uh, Hospital KL. Under People Care partnership with Crest and NECF and KVPF, we are setting up a quarantine a center, uh, especially for, to provide for a B40 group uh, that are tested for uh, COVID positive. So, you know, that, so that they can be quarantined in the safe place from spreading the virus to their whole family. And under food aid, we are in partnership with Makan Kongsi uh, 2.0 uh, to look into wider scope of needs. You know, church, this is the time you and I can do something. So sign up as volunteers, be part of us to support the communities through these initiatives. For more details, please check up on our website. 
Now, the second attitude that we need is care and concern. In verse 33 and 34, it says here, But a Samaritan, as he traveled on uh, and came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He ran to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took good care of him. You know, this uh, Samaritan is uh, racially despised, segregated, and looked down upon by the Jewish community. So when the Samaritan came to help the man, he is the least expected person that would lend a helping hand. Now, if he would avoid and walk past the victim just like the priest and the Levite, it is understandable. Yet, this Samaritan went to the victim and cared for him. He didn't look, didn't look at the racial boundaries or doubting his position to help. What he saw was an opportunity to meet the felt need first. You know, he had full compassion to take care and uh, to provide care and concern to this stranger. It is important for us not to keep our eyes closed with needs that cross our path. Don't pretend like the Levite and the priest who were trying to avoid the victim and say, it has nothing to do with me. But for you, when you see the needy, the victimized, act on the need first. Now from this verse, I would like to address two categories of people here. Number one, those who can help. Now some of us are blessed by God with extra resources. I believe this is an opportunity to put into action the areas you can do something. Now you have heard about Joshua generation calling out the younger generation of the church to rise up and take the role of leadership. You have heard of Caleb generation calling out our older generation, you know, the golden eagles, not to retire, but to be refired to serve. How about another generation called the Joseph generation? It is to release the resources for this Kairos moment. Now the word Kairos in Greek means right and opportune moment to do something or the appointed time to fulfill God's purpose. We saw in the Old Testament, Joseph of Egypt, he stored up food during bumper harvest and when famine came, that was the Kairos moment for Joseph to release the food to save all people of all nations, including Israel. And in New Testament, Joseph released Mary, his wife's to be's womb, to God at the Kairos moment that a Savior could be born and fulfill the prophecy that King David's kingdom will reign forever. Little did Joseph know that his act fulfilled God's covenant to David that his throne would be established forever. Jesus came as a fulfillment of God's promise, for Joseph was the descendant of David. Are you the Joseph generation? God is calling you to rise up for this opportune moment, for this Kairos moment. The help you do will not go unnoticed from God. 
You know, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 42, Jesus says, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of my humble disciples, Jesus says, I promise you, he will not go unrewarded. This is God's promise to you. So when you have a heart to treat the poor and the needy well, God will reward you. In Proverbs 19, verse 17, If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and He will repay you. Now, if you are hesitating, how about lending some of your resources to the Lord? Now, some of us may not have much, yet, you know, you want to help. If you can't feed a hundred people, then just feed one, quote from Mother Teresa. I know many of you are helping individually or as a cell ministry. You know, one of our ladies' cell, blessing uh, cell, they organized a project called Love and Hope. They collected, uh, you know, the do donation, they pulled up the donation uh, pool and then delivered food aids to old folks' home and uh, disabled home and continuing to extend to other underprivileged homes. Praise the Lord for their love in action for their neighbors. And the second group are people who need help. You know, those of us who need help today. This pandemic, this pandemic has shaken up our habits and our lifestyle and laying bare our problems, you know, from financial, economic issues that is ongoing stress with family at home and also uh, to a lack of uh, basic health care to people who need it. Now, some of you may have lost a job juggling to fulfill your monthly commitments. Maybe there is a sense of exhaustion, but please don't give up. Trust God. Speak to your church leader or your pastors for direction, for wisdom, to find a wise solution. And for those who need emotional help, our prayer counseling ministry is ready to assist you. Go to our link in tiny.cc slash pc underscore intake form and register for an appointment. You see, our church has set up uh, a connect center for those who want to help and for those who need help. Just fill up this application form and our connect team will assist you. Talking about encouragement. You know, recently, a uh, cell leader, uh, you know, in, in my district, uh, the whole family of four were down with COVID-19. And we gathered our, all our cell uh, members and also the healing ministry team to rally, to pray for the family. And, you know, the cell members chip in to supply food, drinks, medicine, and did their best to care and encourage this family. Now, praise the Lord. The whole family has recovered and, and they are, you know, they are well, they are eating well, and they, you know, they have come up uh, from this uh, situation. Now, what an encouragement to this family from the cell members and leaders of the zone. Well, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, We care for you because we love you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Now, every day we receive so many negative news, but today I want to give you good news. You know, God is in control and nothing is impossible to Him. 
Now, please do not switch off on the statement uh, that what I've said, you know, it has, uh, that, that it has nothing to do with me. It has no meaning to me. Now, I want to share to you, you know, what God is doing to this particular community cell that we launched in January 2020 by uh, core members of my district cell. It will certainly encourage you. <clears throat> you know, these people group that join, they are from different language and different culture, and uh, they are all pre-believers from China and, you know, and some from Malaysia. They have no knowledge of who Jesus is, just imagine. You know, and uh, this group of people, they are having business problem, relationship issue, you know, healthcare issue, and uh, even financial problem. This is exactly uh, what is happening in many of our lives. And our core members journey with them. You know, pray simple prayers uh, for them. And God began to work. Miracles are happening. You know, with business turned around for, uh, for a better, physical healing is happening, relationship restored, and breakthrough in the finances. Wow, God is so awesome. Now, 11 of them, you know, gave their lives to Jesus. And, have, and now they've gone through new life lesson, and uh, they've even invited their friends, and we have eight uh, pre-believers now added into the cell, and they are meeting bi-weekly. They, what do they do? They read the Bible. They share testimonies of uh, what God is doing in their life. And, you know, any small things, they give thanks to God. And they are praying together for each other. They believe in prayer. Simple prayer is powerful to them. You know, church, God wants to encourage you and I to go out to the community to show His love. And when you start loving your neighbors, God will show up. And God will lead you one step at a time to love them too. Praise the Lord. Now the third attitude that we need is commitment. In verse 35 from the text it says, The next day he took up two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. You see, the Samaritan was willing to pay the cost and, and he was committed to assist this victim until he is recovered. That's the right attitude. And he is committed to see the victim through whatever the cost may be. Now, our church is committed to care for the community aid programs that we have started in these areas that God has put on our lap. And that we want to make sure that the areas that we are covering have their basic needs met till the end of this lockdown. The church must be relevant today. You know, we must, you know, put our preaching into action. It's not just mere words, but faith must be put into action today. A ministry that costs nothing, accomplish nothing. It costs the Samaritan time, money and effort Yet, he is committed to pay whatever cost to ensure that the neighbor is fully restored, even though there was no possibility of repayment. SIBKL, are you committed to, to bless the communities that we have targeted to help them through this challenging moment? Now, in conclusion, 
want to read verse 36 and verse 37. It says here, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Who do you think is the neighbor to the victim? Now clearly, the one who went to the aid of the victim is the neighbor to him. Now Jesus says, go and do likewise. You know, this is a commission. Go is a commission to all believers, regardless of your age or your gender. Jesus is commissioning all believers to go and love your neighbor. Just like the great commission that we receive to go and preach the gospel and make disciples, this is likewise to go for our neighbors. It is not a suggestion. It is not a choice, but a mandate for all believers to go into action. James chapter 2 verse 14 reminds us, what is the use if you say you have faith in God and do not put into action? What you claim you believe is worthless. It doesn't relate if it doesn't relate into action. Now, faith is important. And it is awesome to have, you know, strong faith in God. Now, recently, churches came together and we spent many hours in prayers in the last 50 days, you know, uh, praying for Malaysia under this Malaysia United Firewall. Now, prayer is important, but let us put our faith into action too. We don't only pray, but we must go to the ground to share the act of kindness to help the poor and the needy. Church, will you respond to God's commission as one body of Christ to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves? Will you let God love you into loving others. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for sharing your heart, God, into this community. Especially, Lord, for reminding us this community weekend that, Lord, you love everyone and you want us, God, to love our neighbors too. So, Father, we come to you and we say, fill our hearts with your love that your work for the community will continue to grow in us. Let your will be done on earth as in heaven. We give you all the praises, all the adoration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord, thank you for reminding us of your love that you desire everyone to experience your great love. Lord, we want to make room for you to shake off my tradition and break down any religion spirit in me that may hinder me to know your heart intent. Lord, we want to fix our eyes upon you, Lord, and that we may love the way you would love. So Lord, even as we go forth from here and put, to put love into action, separate us, Lord, with your love and I pray for the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to cover us, to protect us, and put a firewall around us to keep us safe 
and healthy from any virus and any harm. And so, may the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the wonderful fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless all of you for joining us today. And if you need prayer, please get into our link, Pray For Me, and our pastors and leaders will pray with you and for you. Have a good weekend. Bye.